Tech Talk Revolution. So, you know, those Coca-Cola machines where you can mix different flavorings and get your own beverage. There is a project now where you can take this Tastry personalization quiz or create your profile on Tastry and there's a wine on tap machine and it will blend the perfect ratio of all the wines so that you have the perfect glass of wine for you. Hi, I'm Johnny Kaplan and you're listening to Tech Talk Revolution. Our world is changing faster than we know it, and the future is already here via hot new entrepreneurial startups from all over the globe. Their innovative thinking, technical wizardry are bringing us incredibly new technologies designed to make the world a better, safer, cleaner, and more exciting place. On this episode, we meet with one pioneering startup that's using machine learning to teach computers to taste and analyze wine. We meet with CEO of Tastry Inc., Katarina Axelson. So we're here with Katarina Axelson, the CEO and founder of Tastry. Hi, Katarina. Lovely to have you on the show. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. We're very excited to hear about Tastry and the incredible products and technology that you have and you're putting out there and changing it up for the rest of us. We always love to see inspiring women entrepreneurs who are leading the way, certainly head of the company and leading with some very innovative technology, certainly something I've never heard of or seen before. And it's really changing up technology for all of us, the way it's interacting with us. So without saying any further, what it is that Tastry is. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here in your journey, you know, through your studies and so on. Sure. Well, it was a, it was a bit unexpected and it was certainly a journey. So I went to Cal Poly University, which is an engineering school in the central coast of California. And the way I paid for my chemistry degree was by working as a quality control chemist uh, in the wine industry because there are 400 wineries here in a 20 mile radius. So the idea for Tastry came out of some observations I had made about some idiosyncratic practices starting in the wine industry, which I later learned applied to almost all CPGs and sensory products. Wow. So, I mean, these are complicated technological advancements with sensors, right? How did you grasp that? What, what got you into it? I mean, that's what, what amazes me because I've thought of so many things. I haven't really thought of this one. And this one is, is, is crazy cool. So, so I'm so excited to hear more. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, what enabled me to do it was at these jobs that I had, I was given a lot of uh, free reign to act like a mad scientist and run my own experiments in, in my free time. And I had done that from time to time and come up with several inventions before Tastry. So I invented a contraption that used less sulfur and made a better quality wine, things like that. And Tastry was one of those inventions. And what inspired me was this observation that we could make a 100,000 gallon tank of wine, of product, nothing romantic about it, and put the same product under two different labels and different bottles with different price points. So the same product could go out in the market disguised as two different products, and then it would receive different industry scores from the same critics. So consequently, one of those labels failed and the other succeeded, even though it was the same product. So the inspiration was, is that you could objectify this product development and market insight process and predict how consumers will perceive 
products before they go to market. And as a result, you could mitigate a lot of risk and uh, reduce a lot of waste. So that's what led me to experiment with how do I objectify this? Because at the, at the time, there was a fog of intuition. How do I make this product? What retailers do I sell it to? Who do I uh, market it to? Who do I recommend it to? And I thought the answer was in the chemistry. So give us the elevator pitch of what Tastery is that the consumer will understand. What is it and what does it do? So we're vertically integrated. So we are using two data sets from our technology to power the entire supply chain. From the consumer perspective, you don't pay anything. But what we're doing is, is we're recommending you uh, wine or products like wine specifically personalized to your particular palate. We know your palate is so unique. It's almost like a fingerprint. And because we test so many products, we can match you to the products that we know you're going to like before you buy them. My mind's kind of running, right? So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you're like the Google search of tastes, right? So in a sense that you understand the person's need based on their habits or based on other identifying matters that you data that you're able to get. I, I actually, I need to ask you how you, do, how you process it, right? Because, you know, you've got this information and then you're able to customize these things. And that's what I'm saying. It's this next level of technology integration with human beings where another of our senses is now being catered for. And you wouldn't think taste and, and smell would really get to the technology yet. But, but what you're talking about is really understanding the indecision of those things. Yeah, it's not quite there, but I, I envision in five or so years from now, it would be considered ridiculous not to know that you're going to like a product before you buy it. I mean, we've come to expect, I think, this hyper-personalization in, all, in almost everything else that we buy. And I think scent and taste is becoming even more important now that e-com is exploding and you can't exactly interact with the product before you buy it. It was interesting how we figured out exactly how to teach a computer how to taste. I think we had to go back to the basics to do that, but we did figure it out. So I think it's only a matter of time. So what was your process for getting a company set up, you know, getting a team set up? What did you go through and how did you actually make this happen? It took time and it was organic for, it was me. It was just myself for quite some time. I was still, it was R&D. It was just, I was just trying to figure out how do you make a methodology that looks at the chemistry of products the same way the human palate does. And for a few years, I was just reading research papers and talking to the head researchers at major flavored fragrance companies and trying to understand what is it that they're currently doing and why is it not working? Why are 85% of products that are going to market failing? And I learned that they're well aware of this problem, but they're not remotely close to solving it. So that's what influenced the methodology I created that ultimately learned how to measure the chemistry the same way the human palate would. After I had developed that methodology, I needed the help of a data scientist to process this data because it, it was so robust. It, if I were to do it on my own without, my, without background in data science, it would have taken me 16,000 years to understand everything. So, so I, the second person to have ever joined the company was a professor who taught mathematics, computer science, and artificial intelligence at the university. And he, he granted me a half hour meeting to look at my data, but it was so exciting that it turned into an all day meeting. He canceled his class, brought other PhDs into the room. They started collaborating. And uh, shortly after that, we partnered up. He provided the artificial intelligence invention to complement my flavor 
chemistry analysis. And then we started to slowly add software developers, flavor chemists, analytical chemists. And as you know, it kind of grows from there. So it was a multi-step, multi-year process, but it was a research project for many years before it became a real business. Absolutely. I mean, this is tech, you know, advancements in technology. So that, that's why I'm, my mind is, is rambling while you're talking of the sorts of things that you could do. And I'm imagining this, you know, robot tastry waiter who comes in and says, you know, don't worry, I'll check the wine for you, sir. You know, it opens it up and tests the wines at that right, you know, humidity and before it gives it to the, to the user. But then you've got the things that you could do with it are, are really quite vast and this really is the beginning. So how do you take it from what you're doing today to like the next stage? Sure. So the first thing, the first rendition of a product using this technology was a personalization engine. So we built an API and essentially an interface so you can, you can start, whether you're a retailer or e-retailer, you can start to provide personal, the personalization to your client base. We just wanted to plug into existing customer bases so that we can validate the technology. And we deployed in grocery retailers across the US. We acquired channel partners. We just had a deployment in the UK and that presence for the tastry recommendations continued to grow. As that was happening, we started to notice that we were generating this heat map, especially across the U.S., where we can look at the products we've tested and a region or a store or, or a geographic area. And we could see what percentage of the population would like this product in the top X percentile. So after we had enough data, we started to make predictions on how a product would perform. And that was useful. We discovered to the category buyers and retail who need to make assortment decisions. And then we realized, especially when COVID hit, that manufacturers need to identify their market of opportunity before they go to market. And they all they have to date is reg regressive purchase history data. And that's not really helpful if you don't have any of that and you're getting into e-com for the first time. So we can test their product and tell them in this city, you have five times the customer base. You should focus your efforts there because your product is going to be successful here. So we started to provide market insight and product mix optimization. And there's one last thing we do, which is if we know that your product is not going to do well, which is the case many times, we can modify the formulation of that product so that it is a success. So those are the three things we do is recommendations is where we started market, predictive market insight and AI assisted product formulation. Wow. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer and emotional intelligence coach and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. It's really quite nuts, the ability that, that you're able to assist. And I guess in cultural regions where there's difference in recipes and tastes and so on, that you're able to really lend a hand there with market research, which may cost companies thousands to do by sending people or actually gathering that data. But here you can machine process it to a certain level. 
I think you're right on target. It's exactly right. We're treating this heat map as a, almost like a virtual focus group. And, you know, the status quo today is to when you have the guts to spend ridiculous money on focus groups to test your product. And if, if it's not successful, you have to do it again and again and again and iterate and it becomes very expensive, very cost prohibitive. I think with Tastry, you can automate that process and run millions of permutations until you find the right product. So it's much, it's the typical faster, better, cheaper value proposition, and it's better for everyone involved. And I'm always looking at how it's coming back to the customer as well, right? So in the future, you, you know, you could actually have customized suggestions, you know, for people based on their tastes or, you know, let's say we get to the days of Elon Musk Neuralink, right? You just have to think it. And then it will be, you know, delivered to your door, printed, right, in your house from the technology. You know exactly what flavors it likes, what tastes. It's linked to another machine that prints it. It's got the machine that thinks it, right? And you're all connected. But you're really crossing this barrier, as I said before, for another human sense that you're connecting with machines that we've all thought about. But, you know, remember that scratch and sniff, like wallpaper used to get, which was like... That's, that's on the wall, but it smells, right? It was, it was a strange, so this is really crossing that barrier where um, machines are helping us to test and identify food based on the senses that we have, not the senses it's used to having traditionally, right? Yeah. Yeah. What if I told you that you can make your own custom wine blend at a wine bar or restaurant pretty soon? So, you know, those Coca-Cola machines where you can mix different flavorings and get your own beverage. There is a project now where you can take this uh, tastry personalization quiz or, or create your profile on tastry and there's a wine on tap machine and it will blend the perfect ratio of all the wines so that you have the perfect glass of wine for you. It could also make a perfect uh, glass of wine for a group of people that you're with. So it could take into account the other palates that you're with because it is a very social experience and find the optimal blend for everyone at the table. That's coming shortly. So I, I think the future is pretty much here. <laughs> That's awesome. So how many of the team are you and how long have you been going and did you get any funding to get here? Yeah, so so we've raised a seed round. We, we've raised 6.4 million to date. I'm in the middle of a much larger A round as right now. And the purpose of this round would be to grow our 28 person uh, company to almost triple the size to move into Europe where we already have clients and to just in expand the infrastructure of the company so that we can be in more locations and work with more brands. Excellent. And so your vision for the future is expanding. Obviously, it's a very, very new initiative. So you're really just getting established in a lot of places, right? It's not like you are certain countries don't even have these abilities. So I'm saying you're bringing something new, which means you've got a vast market you can go to. It's really just a drop in the ocean. The success that you've had today already is only really just a drop in the ocean because you've got a lot to go. What about the advancements in that technology afterwards? What, how do you see what you can do with your technology to take it to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the predictions down. I think that I think that advancement is really moving into other verticals. So we know our technology applies to taste and smell. Our IP is there, but we're just an alcoholic beverage right now. But we have efficacy for fragrance, coffee, hot sauce, 95% of CPGs. So that would be the next step is to 
move into fragrance and, and other verticals where the pain points are similar. That's why I said you've now opened up the Pandora's box of the abilities that, that you know, that the technology has by integrating smell and, and taste at the same time really changes it up the demographics of what you can do. And you can get involved with, as you said, cooking and all, all types of food-based products, perfumes, anything really that, that touches those senses, which is a lot of things in this world. So that really is quite amazing. And I could see that it could perhaps work even in a gaming scenario, for instance, where there isn't actually any food or substances, but maybe you're mimicking it in a certain way and you're able to, in reverse, use the same technology to do something on the other side that gives you the impression that that's what's happening because it understands the sense that it needs to transmit. So I, I just, I see so many futuristic things because of this and it's very exciting technology and it's very exciting, you know, what you've done already with the company. I think you've got big aspirations and I think that's good because you've got a good thing going, but you've done very well to, to get where you are and to build the company where you are. And you're obviously a very smart person. You've given that across in, in, in a lot of your answers. So we'd be very excited to keep watching and keep seeing uh, how you're going and watch your success and help you if possible to get more exposure in a lot of those places around the world. My goodness, I'm so flattered. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Thanks so much for being today on uh, Tech Talk Revolution. We were talking to Katerina Axelson, the CEO and founder of Tastry. We heard a lot of amazing things about an up and coming company that, that everyone should really be watching. And it's a little bit black mirror in the sense that, you know, very exciting changes in technology that are going to be affecting all of us in the future. Thanks so much, Katerina. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You're most welcome. Thanks so much. Wow, that's crazy. Computers that can taste and smell. Katerina and her team at Tastry have really taken us to the next level. On our next episode of Tech Talk Revolution, we meet with the UN's AI subject matter expert, Neil Sahota. As always, I'm Johnny Kaplan, and Tech Talk Revolution is a co-production of Tech Talk Media and Electrocast Media. Executive producers are myself, Johnny Kaplan, Ronald Hans, Mark Netter, and Peter Rafelson. Our producer is Rianne Faye-Seninning, and our editor is Carl McCarthy. Stay tuned to Tech Talk Revolution for our next episode, where we continue our journey meeting leaders of the world's most amazing startups, bringing you more incredible new technology from across the world. If you'd like to learn more about the startups we visited, please check out our show notes for additional information. For more info on the Tech Talk Media company, please visit our website at techtalkmedia.tv. You can subscribe to Tech Talk Revolution wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever you can catch up on some of the amazing guests in our previous episodes as well. We greatly appreciate if you leave a wonderful rating or review and please do share this podcast with your friends to let them know about Tech Talk Revolution. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, 
to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.